Good afternoon, everyone. This is Danny and Abe with you once again, and today we are going to be talking about Queen Esther and about some of the important lessons we can learn for, from her story. Yeah, Esther is just an interesting person that's in the Bible, and、um, I know that a lot of young ladies look up to her, and we can't wait to give you guys a couple facts about her, what the Bible talks about her, and just as a person, how she is and how we can relate to her. Alright, l so just to get a little bit of context about the story of Esther, we see that it takes place a hundred years after the Babylonian exile.、Um, we see that Queen Esther ends up marrying Ahasuerus,、um, which modern commentators associate him with Xerxes I, who reigned from 486 BC until 465 BC. During her reign, she helped the city grow a lot and brought a lot of positivity, as, as well as wisdom and what she relates to it. One of the interesting things we see all throughout the story of Esther is that God or his name is not mentioned at all with, throughout the whole story. However, we see his footprints all throughout her story. She is a woman that. Some could say, I guess, had many sins that were just like us, but the Lord used her in, in great ways and it showed throughout the book. So, it all began one day when the king of Persia throws a great big party. And back then, parties usually lasted not only for a few hours, not even a day or two, but an entire week.、Um, One of the things kings like to do, especially this king, is he likes showing off his greatness and riches.、Uh, Proverbs 16 18 says, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Although a lot of times we like to be prideful in the things we own and stuff like that, we must always remember that we need to be humble in all that we do and remember that everything we have comes from God. Yeah, so here you have it. There's a king, this king that's throwing this party, and it was just very, very, as the way the Bible describes it, it's very boastful and just showing off. Not what God has done for me or what God can do through me, but look what I have done. Look what I have done as man. We must always remember to give God the glory for all that He has done for us and is doing for us each and every day. In addition to this, we must always remember to be selfless and to think about what we can do for others. We look at the story of Jesus and we see that he gave all that he had. He left all his glory in order to come down to this earth and take our place on the cross and forgive us of all of our sins. As Christians, we must mirror Jesus and see and look at the things we have and see how we can be helpful to those around us. And, and even when you look into the word, You see in James chapter 1, verse 17, it says, it says、uh, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Abel, what do you think about that? Well, we see that a lot of times we make so many mistakes, and there are plenty of times when we don't mean it, but then there are plenty of other times we absolutely. 
just want to have that pleasure in our lives, regardless of the fact that it's sinful, not only to ourselves, but to God. And we see that God's love is unchanging, even through our many weaknesses and challenges, we see that God's faithfulness is still true, and He still tries to help us out and get us out of the sin that we're in. And just keying back in on the verse where it says, every good and perfect gift is from above. Esther, two things that really drives Esther is her meekness and also just her, her grace. She's very thankful towards Christ, and she doesn't think she's better than every, anyone. But she just sees herself for what she is and how much how much the Lord can work throughout her. Rather than where you look at the king that opens up and he's just very boastful. He doesn't see any gift that comes down from the Lord. He just views everything as him, himself, and I. And this is a very self, very selfish persona of himself. So, as the story goes on, the king commands Queen Vashti, his current wife, to come and show off her beauty. Um, however, we see that Queen Vashti is very humble and obedient to God. She doesn't want to do what's sinful and show off her beauty. Uh, and one of the interesting things that we see in the story of Esther is that God shows two very big realities in life. Sometimes doing what's right won't, won't always mean we get rewarded. In this case, we see that Queen Vashti is dethroned because of her disobedience to the king. Wow. And like, even though she did what was right, she still faced the earthly punishment for it though. She was dethroned, she was taken down. And that just reminds me how many of us are put into situations where there's a job or a situation at school. Say for example, if you're taking an exam, and you know you need to pass this exam to pass the class, but there's an answer key that's right by you. Do you just go ahead and you know you didn't study? Do you just go ahead and fail it and say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna do the right thing with integrity, and I'll just try my best and know how I fail. I fail. Or do you look at? Or do you look at the? Do you look at the cheat, cheat, and cheat? We need to have. We need to have integrity. The way Queen, I can't pronounce her last name. How do you pronounce it, Abel? Queen Vashti. Queen Vashti had. <laughs> Another thing to keep in mind is that whether or not other people are looking at us, we shouldn't desire to do, to do good simply because of the reward that we'll, we'll get, whether that be something tangible or simply just praise from someone. We see that this is what the Pharisees did in the Bible, and Jesus really disliked them for that and called them out many times because of it. We must always remember to do what is good and right because we ourselves love God and we want to show Him that love by loving others. And when Queen Vashti was dethroned, guess who came up? Guess who came up? It was Esther. All right. So this yeah. is where Esther comes into place. A lot of people look at the story and think that it's one big coincidence. But honestly, if we look all throughout the Bible, we see that nothing is coincidental. We see that everything that plays out, especially for the good, is simply divine providence. Um, so as the story goes on, King, King, um, Xerxes throws, as you will, a big, what do you call it? A big beauty show yeah. in order to choose his next queen. 
and nobody knows that a queen uh, nobody knows that esther is actually a jew however she's the one that gets chosen again we see god's divine hand in this work and so she gets elected and as the story goes on mordecai her uncle he helps her out all throughout the story and Regardless of the fact that the king wasn't a Christian, Mordecai really took his job seriously. We see that in one instance, he hears a plot in which some people are trying to kill the king. And he goes and he tells the king in order to keep him safe. And this is we pause right here. Just think about it. Uh, there, this is another coincidence, another instance that we were talking about last week. When someone means for something evil, God can turn into something good. The way God turned water into wine. From Halloween turning into a a, a, a a place where kids can come and get candy and learn about Christ. They have no clue that Esther is not even like them. And that she's even there. That she's going to be picked as the most beautiful one. That she's going to do God's will. It's just the king that they have right now. He's just a show off. And he's full of lust, and he just wants to pick up the next queen, but he has no idea what the Lord has in store. But just go ahead and continue, Abel. All right. One thing that we see that is very custom during these times is that people, especially these poor people, would oftentimes, would every single time bow to royalty. Uh, and then not just royalty, but all the officers that were high in position and that were, um, if you will, the committee of the king. And we see that every time Haman passed by a group of people, everybody would bow down except for Mordecai. We see that Mordecai is very faithful to God and he doesn't want to do anything to displease God. And the way you speak about bowing down and how some of these people literally turn their back on God and just do whatever the king says out of fear, out of just really out of fear. And let's just read something from the Old Testament. What the, what the Bible says? And it's um, you want me to read it or I'll read it. Danny. Okay. Uh, Exodus 20 verse five says, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, referring to God's false gods or idols for I the Lord thy God am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and oftentimes when we think of idols we think of statues and all all sort of things like that that represent different gods however idols can be simply things that we put more value rather than on God, like spending too much on Netflix or on Facebook or anything like that. Instagram, Twitter, any social media, anything that's hindering your relationship with the Father, something that you spend more time with other than me in the Word with the Lord. Because of Mordecai's actions, because of his loyalty to the Lord, it caused haters, it caused his people to start to hate him because he had faith in the Lord. They despised this. Haman, he despised this. He hated this. He even wanted to kill him. We see that Haman, he goes to the king and asks him to make a law in which 
basically there would be a genocide of all the Israelites, and he especially wanted to kill Mordecai first. We see that Haman's hatred for Mordecai was so high that he made gallows that were approximately 70 feet high. And towards the end of the story, we'll see how even though he hated Mordecai so much, which Mordecai didn't do anything wrong, we see that this all turns around on him. And because Mordecai had saved his life, he couldn't he couldn't rest at night. He couldn't get any rest because someone did a great deed for him. And that bothered him that a man he hates so much and almost as if they put a coal over his head. A man that hated him so much had done something so right for him. And they pointed towards Christ. You know, the Bible says, worship me and really do it to the best of your ability so that those who don't believe will. will hold on. The Lord told us to make sure that we do the right thing and to the best of our ability and let our light so shine that everyone will know who we worship. And it did nothing but point toward the Lord. We see that Mordecai hears about this great plot to kill all the Israelites. However, he has faith in God, even through this great trial of possibly being killed by Haman, and not just him, but all the Israelites. He has unfailing faith in God that he would provide a way for them to escape this great wrath. And we see that he goes and asks for Esther's help. And we see Esther, on the other hand, even though she is royalty, she associates herself with the Israelites. And she says that she will go and talk with the king in order to remove this law. And she goes tell, and tells Mordecai, her uncle, who is basically like a father to her, if I perish, I perish. Rome, we see that in Romans twelve fifteen it says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. And I think a lot of times these days, we tend to be so self-centered and we only tend to associate with people that have good things going on in their lives. And we try to only rejoice in stuff. Except when at times come, it comes time for us to mourn, we want so many people to be around us. But then when we see other people around us mourning, we don't really want to associate them ourselves with them if i perish i perish if i perish i perish wow just think about that that's confidence in the lord that's faith in the lord christ that's the type of courage that we need to have that's the type of faith that we need to have the bible says it tells us to take up our cross daily wow We see in 2 Timothy verse one, chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. We always need to remember whenever we're going through some type of hardship, we need to remember that God is with us and we must never fear. We see a lot of times in the Bible, especially when there was... A big storm and the disciples were in the ship in the ship we see that they were so afraid but yet Jesus was right there with them and yet they still feared 
And at the end of the story, when Jesus calms down the sea, he tells the he tells his disciples, O ye of little faith, we must always remember to have faith in God no matter what we're going through and have courage that God will see us through. Man, just wow. And then you have it where like I was saying before, the king he can't that he can't sleep. He's laying down in bed tonight, probably by the most beautiful woman he's seen. He can't get any sleep. He's restless. He's tossing and turning because he doesn't have the love of the father. He has that missing puzzle piece. And he knows, he knows for sure that someone has it. And that someone who does have it is Mordecai. And that bothers him. He hates Mordecai. But once again, that is the same man that saves his life. And the Lord saves his life, saved his life. So everything just points towards Christ. Okay, let's just pause over there. Uh, interesting that he hates him. Haman hates him. Oh, crap. Yeah. I, I not not the king. Off. I knew something was off. My bad. <laughs> okay, going back in five seconds. And as the, as the king lays down, he's tossing and turning. And he can't, he can't, he just can't get any sleep. And the only thing that, and the only thing that comes to this mind is when Mordecai has saved his life. And, and it's just amazing because all this wraps around and just really points towards Christ. So as we see, the king can't sleep. So... Usually, whenever something big would happen, it will it would always be recorded, so that the memory can live on through generations. So, regardless of the fact that Mordecai at first didn't receive any reward, his deed was recorded in the king's book. So, since he can't sleep, he asks one of his servants to come and read him some of the stuff that happened recently, and. It just so happens, not by coincidence, but again, by divine providence, that the servant reads the story of how Mordecai found out of a plot to kill the king, and Mordecai told the king and saved him. And again, we see that although he wasn't rewarded at first, the reward, the reward was yet to come. In Galatians um, chapter 6, verse 9, the Bible is just telling us that I'll read it for you guys. It says, and let us not be weary and well-doing for the due season. We shall reap if we faint not. God just wants us to have faith in him. Faith the way Esther had faith in him and believe that everything will be done the proper way through him. We just have to have faith in him. Hold his hand, not get too far ahead, not have him try to drag us there, but just walk according to his will and his word and side by side with him. And then we must always keep in mind that there will be plenty of times in which we do something good and we will simply not be rewarded. But we must always keep in mind that God says that in heaven we will be rewarded for what we have done. Has there been a time, Abel, where you felt as if you should have got a certain award or you felt like, you know, like, dang, can I at least get a pat on the back or something? And that didn't happen, but you had to tell yourself that you're like, you know what? I know the Lord sees it and I'm going to keep, I'm going to let him handle that. 
Has has a situation like that ever happened? Definitely. There were plenty of times in which I did something good and there was nobody there to see what I did. And a lot of times I got discouraged and it made me not want to do any more good deeds without people being there and acknowledging it. There were a few times I cleaned up large portions of my house and I was expecting my mom to see it and be really happy and stuff and praise me for it. But in the end, I guess she thought someone else did it or she was just really busy and didn't really focus on it. And she didn't really give me any praise and I got really discouraged. But we must always remember to do good, not for the sake of getting praise, but simply because we love others and we want to help others out. What about you, Danny? Of course, all the time. When I'm at my internship, when I find people's wallets that have wads of cash in it, literally people that I'm right beside that drop $20 in front of me. One time, um, I returned, a guy dropped like 30 bucks. I said, hey man, you dropped this money. And instead of me keeping it for myself, which I could have easily have done and kept going, I said, hey man, you dropped this money. And the man didn't even say thank you. He just took it and kept walking. And it made me so upset. I'm like, man, I could have just kept that money. But I just said, Lord, you may have been testing me. I know that you see what's going on. There's been times where I came back from a Braves game one time. I bought this lady some food because she said she was hungry. The other lady started laughing as if, like, ha, he's stupid for buying her food. She's just finessing him. She's just using him to just get a meal. And she's not actually even hungry or homeless. But... Instead of me like, hmm, I don't know this way he's homeless and I was trying to figure out. So you know what, God? You said to feed the hungry. The ho- the homeless and the poor will always be with us. I'm just going to do the right thing and leave it up to you. So, yeah. So the next thing that comes up is Mordecai's reward. And throughout this, we see that do- that God does indeed have humor. A lot of times we picture God as someone very serious and who only abides by the law and stuff. But yet, that would be legalistic. We see even in the Bible, God tells us to not be overly righteous. And we see that God does have humor, even through the story. We see that Haman really wanted to kill Mordecai. But because of this courageous act that Mordecai did, the king decides to exalt him. So he goes to Haman, of all people who wanted to kill Mordecai, and he asks him, what would you do to someone who has done something very courageous and has saved the king's life? And Haman, being so prideful, thinking that it might be him who did something good, he tells the king, I would have him put on a royal on a royal horse, have the king's crown put on him, a great robe, and have him paraded across the whole proverb, the the whole province, telling others that this is the guy that the king wants to exalt. And right after Haman says this, we see that the king tells him to go do this very thing to Mordecai. Wow. 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 And that just shows us that, like, no matter how many enemies you have or how many people don't like you, do the right thing for the Lord. And um, 
just trusting God and allow everything to play out and just knows that he sees everything. And even people that want to close doors for you, they can't. What God has for you is for you. Isaiah 41, 10 says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What does that mean? Well, it means that when, whenever we have hardships coming into our lives, we must never fear, for God is always there with us. We see that God says in his word that we mustn't be dismayed. We see that he will, he will be the one that will strengthen us and uphold us. Okay. And just from this this story, this Esther, the book of Esther, if there's if there's one like one word that you would say wrap up the story of Esther, what would that one word be and why? Um Well, I would say there are a few words. Uh a couple of them are moral ambiguity. We see that Esther and Mordecai didn't really obey all the laws of the Torah. For instance, they ate unclean foods. Esther herself married a Gentile. She married the king. However, they're not brought, these two characters aren't brought into focus because of these two things. They're rather, they're rather brought into focus as models of trust and hope. We see that no matter what the obstacles they were facing, they had trust and hope in God, knowing that God will see them through. True. And I will say my two words are probably... I would have to say perseverance and faith. Just having perseverance and having faith. And that just sums up the trust into the Lord and allow him to do what he does and how he'll take you as you are. The Lord don't want you to be a perfect saint, probably just doing everything like a robot. But what he does want for sure, he wants our hearts. So the big question is, why is God not mentioned in, at all throughout the story? One of the reasons we see this is because... Uh, God can oftentimes work behind the scenes, even though we don't see his name being proclaimed in a specific story. We see his footprints all, all throughout the story. And another thing we see is that God can work even through imperfect people. We see even though Mordecai and Esther did things that weren't according to the Torah, we see that God still used them and in big and magnificent ways. And the same with us, even though we fall and stumble so many times, even though we're weak, we know that God can still use us. All we have to do is have an open heart and he will use us. That's just scary. And just for me, honestly, just to wrap up the, the, the book of Esther, Esther just in general, it, I just leave it with the words that she said, if I perish, I perish. And to tell you guys to take up your cross daily and when you're you're found in difficult situations where it's the right versus the wrong and you feel like you're not going to be rewarded just do the right thing and do the right thing because that's what Christ wants us to do and nothing goes unnoticed 
And that wraps up our story about Esther. We hope you guys enjoyed. And always remember to have courage, never stop doing good, and trust in God no matter what you're facing because God will always see you through. Thank you, guys. Thank you.